0: Welcome to Frankly Speaking Podcast. What it do, what it do, what it do. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Frank G. And this episode... You know, I had a I had an outline for the episode. I know what I wanted to go over. But, you know, I even put out a, you know, a bulletin on the podcast page and trying to kind of outlining what I was going to speak about tonight. Uh, The topic will stay the same. The topic of tonight's episode is panic. And this will this episode will kind of piggyback off of a previous episode where, you know, I spoke about hysteria and things of that nature um, and what the effects of hysteria is on a person and a society and just in a whole, but you know, hysteria goes hand in hand with panic. So that's what we're, I'm going to be talking about, you know, and as you listen to it, hopefully you're having a discussion with me and a dialogue back and forth. Uh, So some housekeeping uh, really quick. So I have joined an app called Wisdom. If you follow the podcast page, you will be able to see the correspondence about the Wisdom app. So if you want to join the live conversations that will be going on on the Wisdom app, because that's where I will be doing my live uh, little live conversations. I'll pick a random topic, some of the topics that don't make the podcast that are really good topics to have discussions about uh, will be hosted on the Wisdom app. So uh, go download the Wisdom app, find the uh, Frankly Speaking podcast page on Wisdom, which uh, easy way to do that is to go right on the podcast page, click on the Frank links, and the first link there will take you directly to the Wisdom page on the on the Wisdom app. And again, that's where we'll be hosting our uh frankly speaking sidebar lives uh and yeah so if you want to get in on the discussion you know you've always been wanting to have a conversation you wanted to put your uh your wisdom forth your opinion forth about what's going on and on the particular topic that we're talking about or that i'm talking about i feel free like i said join the app i don't know if you have to join i don't think you do um but you can still join and i can let you in in that conversation is fully moderated by me so uh just when if you do decide to get on to the lives just know that you know just be respectful to whoever else is on there you know we're not you know coming at people for their background or anything like that you can cuss you can be passionate but just don't disrespect others you know respect that space respect your opinion respect yourself because when you respect yourself you respect others so that's something new and exciting for the podcast that i've been you know kind of working on and now it's 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 live so i will be putting correspondence up on the podcast page about when the first live will be uh most likely it the first live will be after uh episode 21 panic is uh up on the airways and able to stream and download so like I said, be on the lookout for that. And again, if you want to find the link to the Wisdom app, please go to the podcast page and click on Frank Links and follow the link. It should be the first link with, that you see in the link tree there. So now that little bit of uh, housekeeping has been cleared up, you know, as I was saying, I, I had a outline of what. You know, I wanted to speak about tonight and it's just been it's it's been so much going on to where you it's almost I have to follow the spirit. You know, I have to follow my own spirit when doing this podcast, because it is something that, you know. I can't always. You know, dictate and I was, oh, yeah, I want to talk about that in a week you know, because the podcast, I, I think I'm going to stay on this schedule of every two weeks for the podcast. So in that span, so when one podcast drops, there's so much that's happening in that two week span where, you know, I might say, oh, okay, I'm gonna talk about that. And then the spirit just takes me and the energy just takes me elsewhere. Right. So one of the things that I kind of wanted to, you know, cause I, I said, I was going to talk about this new, uh, biden travel ban international travel ban thing that's happening right now and uh it goes live on monday i believe november 8th where this restriction goes in uh it's really just a continuation from the previous administration's travel ban but uh one thing in particular that stuck out to me was is a, a travel ban on international internationals coming into the country for the most part is what it seems like and uh from what i gather uh he's also ordering the borders to be reopened as of next month or november 8th uh, when this goes live um a, a note that i took down was uh let me see here all foreign travelers must be vaccinated You know, show proof of traveler. So if you're coming from another country, you originate from another country coming into the U.S., you will have to show vaccination proof. You know, he uh, he still has a ban and block on the U.K., other parts of Europe, China, India, Brazil, you know, the BRICS nations, basically. Uh, And one other thing that I saw was the unvaccinated uh, will need to show a negative test within 24 hours of flying on the, on the flights, uh, internationally. So, uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, the, <laughs> the war against the unvaccinated is going very well. Um, uh, but you know, that's a, another topic for another time. So, you know, I, I just find it to be increasingly, we beca- could almost redundant, Because in other nations right now, they are protesting very heavily about and pushing back on these COVID restrictions and things like that. Uh, There was a few, uh, if I read that correctly, uh, a week or two ago, there is a few European nations who completely dropped all uh, COVID restrictions. I believe here in the States, uh, Florida did that as well. I think it was Florida. Uh, or one of the southern states kind of did the same thing right and they've seen a decrease a uh, massive decrease in COVID uh, cases and that kind of in my opinion and what that is leading into that is pretty much what the topic is about tonight it's about panic and hysteria, but panic more so uh, and what panic can kind of do to the human body, but also the society as a whole, because the society is made up of humans, right? So if you have a whole bunch of humans experiencing panic, what do you think the society is going to experience as a whole and how the symptoms of panic and things like that. And we'll get into that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself there, but, uh, another interesting, uh, tidbit that I, you know, want to just, quick caveat that I saw (sighs) is that Vladimir Putin and this is the I'll link this article in the in the notes there but you know you can go ahead and read it but it says that Putin warns wokeness is destroying the west and he said it happened 100 years ago uh, in Russia and it's evil and it destroys values And he goes on to say that uh, pretty much that the left wokeness in terms of, you know, trying to destroy the tenets and morals of the family, the core family unit is what is going to take down the U.S. in terms of the society goes, you know, and uh, he says here that, you know, Back in the uh, 1917 revolution, they were trying to destroy, you know, age old and century long values. You know, and pretty much he's talking about the core family, you know, trying to destroy the core family, trying to destroy the essence of masculinity, the essence of femininity and make it to where they don't exist is what he's kind of getting at. So if you, you know, want to read that article, uh, I found it pretty interesting because I I think that's also leading to panic because there's a lot of people who don't kind of jive with what the social media is pushing about being, you know, non-binary and all of those type of things, because the majority of the world holds true to the notions of masculine and feminine principles. So, like I said, if you're interested in that article, I'll post it in the show notes. Uh, One thing that, you know, I wanted to speak about as we go into uh, the topic here is. I want to, you know, kind of preface this topic with. There's a lot going on, and I've said that a few times already not just in my own life, but just in general, there's so much information passing and going people forgetting this and learning this unlearning that and learning something new, so on and so forth every day. And I just want to tell everyone, it's okay to be angry. All right. If you are experiencing anger at what you're seeing in the world, it doesn't matter what, you know, really side you're on. If you're experiencing anger and you're not numb to what's going on, then I want to take a second and you, you need to. Realize that and embrace that anger, because, you know, I know it sounds counter counterintuitive, like, oh, you want to embrace anger, because the reason why I say you want to embrace that anger and it's OK to be angry is because it's an emotion. And so many people out here right now are so numb to normal range of human emotion. Things that should be pissing you off or making you upset, you don't feel anything towards it. Things that should be giving you a, some type of semblance of joy and happiness, you don't feel anything towards it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, extreme pain is the only thing that you kind of, you know, some, some people and the society in general... Because as the people feel it, the society and the whole reflects that. So uh, extreme extremism is what we are reacting to. We're not reacting or acting to or being proactive in our regular field of motion sense, if that makes sense. Uh, And I think that. It's because of the topic that we're going to talk about tonight. And that topic is panic. You know, and I'll link to an article that I that I came across when, you know, looking up panic. And when I was getting ready for this uh, podcast and uh, I, I want to read a quick paragraph from the actual article itself. And there's two parts that I want to talk about from the article. Uh, the article goes in to, you know, normal panic. And it also talks about panic attacks, panic, panic disorder and public panic. So from this article and for the purposes of this podcast, I will be speaking about normal panic and public panic as it you know relates to what's going on. And in my opinion, and what's going on right now. So the article states in the first paragraph here. Panic is something that can take hold of a person's nervous system. And let me stop there. Um, keep that in mind as we talk about panic. Keep that in mind in terms of what the effects that it has on your mind, the effects that it has on the body and the effects that, you know, by extension has on the spirit. So keep that in mind. So we're going to go back to what they're saying in the order here. quote panic is something that can take hold of a person person's nervous system overwhelm their mind and lead them into rash acts like freezing up and dropping notes when public speaking like following petrol tankers and punching drivers in four courts because everyone has worried about fuel shortages panic messes up all sorts of things right? and it goes on to say a couple more things and then the next uh, paragraph here essentially it is your body going through a deep Deeply inbuilt fight or flight response. If there is a threat, actual or perceived, your nervous system sparks into life, releasing the hormone adrenaline into your bloodstream, which puts you on high alert. Uh, which we all experience at one point or another. Probably experience it every day. You go outside. Uh, at this point, with everything that's going on right now, article goes on to say, "Quote." Your heart rate increases, sending more blood to your muscles. Your breathing fastens and becomes more shallow to take in more oxygen. Also, your blood sugar levels spike and your senses seem to get sharper. All this is preparing you for that fight or flight, giving you the energy, awareness, strength to either deal with the threat or escape. And... uh, Is that I mean, isn't that what we're kind of experiencing right now, especially with personal interpersonal relationships at work? Everyone's on edge. You know, everyone is super quick (laughs) in every sense of the word to kind of get something done or get out of the way or get out, get you out of their way. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And what is happening is the individual panic. For those of us who have not been able to identify what it is and for those of you who are struggling with this and can't seem to pinpoint what it is, why you're always on edge recently. It could be that you're panicking and you need to figure out what the cause of the panic is. It may not necessarily be that you're afraid of COVID. It may not necessarily be that, you know, you're afraid of anything in particular that you may think in your everyday life, but it might be something It might be your reaction to media presence and how they keep pumping the negativity and how they want you to always focus on death and negativity and destruction. So you need to find exactly what it is that's causing you to panic. And a lot of times we don't know that it's panic. We just think that we're stressed out and it might be something a little bit more than just being normal everyday wear and tear of stress that you get, you know? So, uh, and, and I'm really concerned because I honestly think that's what it is, you know? And, uh, here's some symptoms of panic and particularly a panic attack, racing heartbeat, faintness, sweating, nausea, shortness of breath, chills, shakiness, uh, and if, like I said, if you're experiencing any, any of that, it is okay to go ahead and you know seek mental help. Seek out someone that can you know help you identify if that's what it is or not. It may be something else, but panic is something that can be controlled in a multitude of natural ways without you know, having to use any pharmaceuticals or anything like that, but you have to be able to understand what's happening before you can do that. So there's that. Uh and again in the article they go through a couple steps where you can um if you feel like you're experiencing a panic attack or you feel like you're experiencing or reacting to the overall panic of the society. They have a couple steps here that can help you out. Um uh, My, my recommendation, uh, my suggestion more so would be that of uh, meditation. Um, Meditation one, two would be. Get out in nature, go outside, take your mask off, go outside and breathe. And take a walk, take your shoes off, walk through the field, let reground yourself in what gloriousness and beauty that you are you live on every day in this earth go to the stream go hiking in the in the mountains or something take a trail walk you know something like that and I think that might help you more than trying to run and, and throw a, a piece of uh, pharmaceutical technology down into your body which is only going to exacerbate your situation so and they even tell you that's part of the side effect. So I would suggest doing something like that first. And um, yeah, and, and and we know what, as far as going, getting back to panic in and of itself, uh, we know that it can lead to personal and political like nightmare catastrophe. And we've seen it how many times in this just in the last year. How many times has the government panicked? How many times have people panicked, especially right now with this gas shortage? Right. Or seemingly gas shortage. I did a pocket. I did an episode on manufacturer scarcity. Right. And that's what I personally think is, is happening, because all of a sudden there wasn't any shortage of gasoline prior to the pandemic. Everybody's been home. So how how, <laughs> you know, supposedly, according to them, everybody's been quarantining for a whole year. So where nobody was driving. So where'd all the gasoline go? You know, and, and it's just certain things like that, where, um, panic can have you overlook simple things and things that are right in front of us. Like, wait a minute. It, it, it shuts down your ability to critical think, And that's the biggest thing that I'm, I really want to hone in on is critical thinking skills have been gone. In the last two years, honestly, the critical thinking of the public in general was already kind of low, but now is really, really low. And just critical thinking and personal life, livelihoods and personal and interpersonal relationships have caused people to do some really rash and, you know, unnecessary things. And just taking a look around i really it, it it seems like it's only going to get worse and i don't know how high that level of panic will get you see uh you know you how can you properly pay attention and focus on what the task at hand how can you properly parent how can you properly be a best friend be a, a lover Be a boss if you are someone's supervisor at work. uh, Drive in in these conditions outside with all of the traffic that's going on with so much, you know, uh, construction on the infrastructure that's going on across the country. Well, on the entire eastern seaboard, you know, how can you properly move in the environment if you're already on edge because you're panicking? You're in the car flipping shit because you're in traffic It's always traffic, but you going, you flipping out, you're hyperventilating, you're, you know, you can't sit still at work, you you know, you're real quick to anger with your children or, you know, any of those type of things, you need to take a step back because you're probably panicking, you know, and there's going to be a level of panic when it comes to survival, when it comes to having things that you feel as though is necessary for your own survival. You know, and, and I'm going to just say this. This is my again, this whole entire podcast, in my opinion, I don't have to keep qualifying that. But I do think at some level, your ability, not you're blocking your ability to breathe with the mask and pulling proper oxygen in is causing more panic. And when you can't breathe properly, what do you do? You start to lash out. And it's so subtle with the mask because you think that you're still breathing because you are. However, you're cutting your oxygen levels by at least 20 to 30 percent with those masks on. So if you remember playing around as a child or if you have any little ones around you and you're playing and you're wrestling and you might be wrestling under the blankets or you pick them up or you just lay on them a little bit, you hold them and they start kicking and screaming, oh, I can't breathe or whatever. That is almost, you know, it's a little bit of an extreme case, but you can kind of see how important breathing is. When people get in the pool, that's why they panic, because they can't breathe, you know. And this is what the number one thing is when people have panic attacks. The first thing they say, oh, I can't breathe. They start hyperventilating because the spirit or breath. That's what spirit really means is the breath that goes into your lungs and gives life to you is the most essential thing that you have and need on this planet. You can't go but a couple seconds without air. Air is more important than water. Air is more important than food. Air is more important than love. Air is more important than all of that because air is what essentially gives you life. You know, for all of you religious folks out there, it even says it in your book that creator breathed life into man right he gave him air he gave him the spirit of life and that spirit of life is air and you're (laughs) essentially blocking your most essential and most important gift that was given to you to be even able to live and sustain here on this plane and on this planet and that's air the number one thing when the baby is born that they pay attention to when that baby comes out is nothing else. But they make sure immediately that that child is breathing. They get the little suction things out <laughs> because if you're not breathing, you're dead, period. If you're not breathing properly, you do not function properly. Form follows function. So. The number one performance indicator in anything is whether or not the person or in a lot of cases the machine is breathing and has enough air to function properly cars are a good example high performance vehicles are a good example um if you've own a high performance vehicle or if you know someone that has a high performance vehicle you know that the most important thing is air intake air intake because that's what gives you the majority your your horsepower boost if you have a car with turbo or a supercharger the main thing that that turbo does is suck in air and force the car forward with air you another thing with uh air is an oxygen is that it's I, science has said that, uh, what book is that over there? Um, the, uh, God, man, the world, the word made flesh. This book right here, uh, if you haven't read it, I would suggest getting it. Uh, it's probably essential central reading. Uh, if you're on a spiritual path to understand the self and ultimately the creation of the universe through yourself, then this is a, an essential book. And pretty much what George Carey says in this book is that uh, breath, the air, the oxygen, when you breathe it in, is actually one of the components to create blood. So another reason why you need to breathe properly because of blood circulation, you need air in every fiber of your being, all your muscles, your blood cells, your heart, the plasma, everything needs air to function properly. And with these masks on, you're blocking that ability. You cannot breathe correctly with those masks on and I, and that is causing you to panic on a level that is subtle because you it, it's it's psychological and it's it's right underneath the surface of actual real consciousness that you're conscious that you can't breathe properly so it flies under the radar because you know a lot of you always everyone is always adjusting their mask so they can get a little bit of air right and some of you breathe so hard in the mask that you're really suffocating yourself. And this is everyone. I don't care who you are with the mask on, what kind of mask you got. It does not matter. The bigger and the more filtering the mask does, the worse it gets when it comes to actually breathing. You see? So if you have one of them in, you know, 95 mask, I believe they're called, uh, you're really actually filtering your own oxygen <laughs> out of the way and it's you know and i honestly do think it's leading to panic so uh like i said the panic causes personal catastrophes in your own life it also can you know and if you're personally panicking what do you think these people that are in government are doing they're also panicking and it's causing you know ridiculous decisions to be made like the inflation and printing money out of nowhere. That's all part of the panic. Honestly. Um, If you are experiencing a lot of fatigue, you're tired. That's also a symptom of panicking because you've been exhorting so, so much energy into something that you don't even know what it is. Your body is always constantly as, as the article pointed out, the fight or flight the nervous system is on overdrive, you know, like you're desensitized to anything like even if in your relationship, you get home, you don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be touched, you know, things that you probably enjoy, you don't do anymore because that's also a symptom of panic. So, uh, one of the other things that the article did point out, and I, I think is a, um, something to look into is public panic. You know, and it's something that, you know, in the article, I'll just read what the article says here. So, quote, one study of public relations during the first months of COVID said public panic could be understood as an existential state. It went on, quote, the panic results in an egoism such as panic buying, xenophobia, and believing in every news item seen on social media. End quote. So it will be fair to say that we've been pan this society, this country, right, has been panicking for at least eight years now. Seven, six, seven years, something like that. Because the amount of you know this idea of racism that's been going on is really xenophobia is really what it is. And the, also the believing on both sides of the bench, right? You, the believing of everything that's being seen on social media, just to feel comfortable to, to, to kind of console yourself. And it's happening on both sides. It's happening on the far right. It's happening on the far left. It's happening on those who don't, you know, um, associate with any political sides. You know, those who are in the conscious community, those who just don't give a fuck. It's happening across the board, so it's not just like it's happening in a bubble with a certain group of people. It's happening with all subgroups, and this panic in. Even some of the stuff that comes from the right, if the little kernels, the itty bitty sands of truth that come from them, the itty bitty sands of truth that come from the far left, the sands of truth that come from the conscious community and, you know, a community that just doesn't like any of them, you know, you're wholesale swallowing any and everything that those groups that you associate with are giving out without any critical thinking because when you're in panic mode you can't think properly and that's one of the tools of psychological warfare and this is what's been going on panic is probably the number one tool to induce when you're going through psychological warfare and you're you know trying to you know destabilize a people, destabilize a family unit, destabilize a country, you put them in panic through, um, fear mongering and news media and, uh, propaganda. So, uh, it, it just another, you know, the, the article also goes on to say public quote, public panic can be understood in metaphorical terms. And the way it passes through the whole of society, like a hormone in the bloodstream, putting everyone on high alert yet in doing so, it also produces psychological physiological, sorry, physiological responses that perceive threat. The worry of say not having enough fuel to drive to, to a job can create the symptom of panic and to rash, it, rash acts, unquote. Uh, So, you know, it also, the article also says, quote, what the pandemic also brought was a fear of physical symptoms, a heightened awareness of death and illness, a permanent panic, if you like, where peaks and throes of fight or flight and its aftermath were felt by a great many people on a daily basis. The threat was real. And it was invisible. So the threat to me, from what I'm seeing, was the panic itself, the hysteria, the panic, the actual psychological thought. Because if you go back to a few podcasts ago when I talked about, you know, hysteria and the physical effects of hysteria and how it can pretty much you can self induce any symptom that is being thrown in front of you. This is why every time when the weather starts to break, like now, they start to push. Even before COVID, they started to push, oh, it's flu season, it's flu season, it's flu season. And guess what? Millions of people got sick because it's a psychological thing. In the summertime, you don't hear nothing about the flu or anything for that matter. You know, besides right now with the COVID thing, because they want you to, they need to push that right now. But Before COVID in the summertime, you didn't hear nothing about no one getting sick at all, really. I mean, the most you heard was some political stuff of, you know, whoever was president or, you know, some mass shooting or something like that. But it was nothing at all about anyone being sick or flu or any of that, because this is how they public panic. They create public panic. And when you do that, people will self-induce themselves because of the stress of panicking, the stress of the hysteria, the stress of the propaganda. And um, I, I really do think that it's something that is mutable, meaning that we can control how much we feed into it and not panic. Because when you're not, you know, when you're panicking, you can't be your best self. You can't perform properly. If you have people relying on you, panicking is something that, It's a death sentence, you know, in, in any, you know, extreme field, firefighting, you know, police officers, uh, you know, or even in a life or death situation where you might have, for example, you might have a, uh, a live shooter or a burglary in your house. The minute you panic, you're out, you're out the way, you're, you're stuck. You see what I'm saying? And most people were panicking in a lot of situations like that, but you don't have to be most people. You can take the steps to control yourself. You know, that's the best gift that you have on this planet is controlling yourself. You do not have to be like everyone else. You can do what you need to do to control and be as calm as possible. There will be some anxiety when in situations like that, but it doesn't have to induce panic. Yes, there, your adrenaline is going to get pumping. Your fight or flight nervous system will kick in. Your sympathetic nervous system will kick in and you will have to make a decision because that's how your body is set up. It's either there's only two things you can do in life. You can either say yes or no. You can either fight or flight. You see, so You will have to make a decision, but you don't have to be panicked about it. You're like, all right, you can assess the situation. Okay, I need to grab my, for example, if you have a home intruder. Okay, I know where my my firearm is. Let me get to it. Let me make sure I secure it. Maybe go find out what the threat is and assess the threat. You panic. Oh, where where is it? I don't know where it is. You probably going to end up shooting the wrong person you're out here panicking, shaking, you know, it, it, you're already done. You're already done. And that's in all situations, whether not just extreme situations like that, but even in your relationships, you know, and if you're panicking about something then you're not going to make the best decision, you're not going to heal here, the other person properly, or even at work, you know, with your supervisors or with your peers or whatever the case may be. So, uh, I really do you know want to put that out there that you know like i said before it's okay to be angry you know and you should be angry but don't allow that anger to turn into something greater like panic or and or uh hysteria you know so and you know hysteria being a little bit of an extreme in that respect but uh the next thing I, I really wanted to speak about, and as I was speaking on the, uh, the more, I guess, physical uh, manifestations of panic, whether in the environment or within yourself, I wanted to speak about um, a situation where a lot of folk misinterpret What's happening to them. So and what I mean by that is. Is it panic or is it a spiritual awakening? And. In a way. You know, just I'm just sitting here thinking about my own spiritual awakening when it happened, when I was about 17. Um, you know, it can certainly be something that is mistaken as an anxiety or panic attack and you know this when you go through when you start a spiritual awakening and I think a lot of people have came online in terms of spiritual wise and became you know a, lo- a lot more sensitive etc cetera, etc cetera, in the last two years and I'm gonna go through a, a little bit of this you know spiritual awakening piece because I think it, it does look as if you're panicking because some of the symptoms are the same you know so with spiritual awakening what you get is you start to question life in terms of in ways that you haven't done before what do you what am i doing here what's my you know this can't be the only way to live those type of questions those existential questions you start going over and you start ruminating on them you start asking them over and over and over again and that can you know that's can lead to a sense of you know heightened breathing and you know hyperventilating and things like that when you don't know what to do like you just keep like what you know I can't there has to be another way to live this can't be the only way to go about it And how do I get there? Like, what's the route to get there? And there's no real clear route. You have to build your own route, but you don't know that at the time. So another, you know, sign of a spiritual awakening can be the things in your life just start to disintegrate. They just start to fall apart out of nowhere. Everything's going smooth. Your relationships are going smooth. Then all of a sudden, boom, things just start to break down. A relationship that was... You know, crystal clear, good understanding, you know, good everything, good connection, just went sour. You know, and or a job just once, you know, you, you're you doing well, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden that they're like, boom, hey, we're going to let you go. And you're, and you're confused on what's going on. Or, you know, your car starts to break down. The things in your home start to break down and, you know, your relationships around you. You know, those all things are relationships, cars, you know, jobs, your house. They're all relationships. They start to disintegrate or recede and out of nowhere. And when you're feeling like you have maintained and done everything you needed to do to keep those at copacetic levels. And then, you know, they just start to um, disappear. And. In addition to that. You have a sense of, so why those things are going on, those, you know, you start questioning the questionings that's coming up in, in your mind. Um, the things around you are falling apart. The environment seems to be shaken up. And there's another piece to it here that at the same time, it's almost as if you have some type of inner intuition, you know, that something is happening, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But you know it without a shadow of a doubt. They're like, yo, I something is happening here, but I don't know what it is. You see what I'm saying? You're like I, I just can't place it. And those things, you know, questions and things falling apart or breaking down. And that inner knowing, like, what's going on? Like your intuition is telling you like something is up here, but I can't quite pinpointed you know it would seem as if you were panicking because and if you've ever been in a panic situation or a panic attack or had an anxiety attack that's how it kind of feels like you feel like things are just not working out the way they should be and you just start questioning things like what am I supposed to do what's going on why is this happening and but at the same time you know, the difference is there's no sense of knowing when you're having a panic attack. There's the sense of inner knowing this, this inner intuition that you have during this time is what is the, one of the signs of that you're going through a spiritual awakening. But it can induce a little bit of anxiety and panic because it's new. You know, any growth and extension in life is going to be new. You don't you can't prepare for those things because it's new. You never experienced it before. So, you know, in addition to the questions and, you know, the things that are going well start to, you know, disintegrate or recede the pe that the inner knowing that voice that's letting you know, like, hey, that intuition, like, hey, something's up. You start to have a bit of a little bit more deeper um, things that are happening within you. And. One of those things is you start to go through and this is where the symptoms come up, you know, and if you remember um, those of you who are, you know, subscriber to the podcast, you listen to the podcast, you know, I spoke about, you know, symptoms are the solutions a few episodes back. And this is where the symptoms start to come to the surface. But these symptoms are solutions to what's going on in your spiritual awakening and it's not just a panic this is this how this works out but it seems like panic so uh one of the things here is you have about 30 to 50 million cells trillion cells 30 to 50 trillion cells or so in your body uh and when you're going through a spiritual awakening you your body purges so your all of your cells are are alive and intelligent, sentient, whatever which term you want to use that makes you feel comfortable there. They when you're going through this phase and this ascension, this awakening, your cells also have a duty in your physical body to also go with that ascension. So what happens is your cells start to purge itself of unnecessary. You know, toxins and things like that to get your body also ready to receive the incoming information, to receive the incoming energies, so on and so forth. To get your, you know, your nervous system, and we'll talk about the nervous system in a few minutes, but, you know, to get all of these things ready. And a part to that at the same time, so you might have symptoms of chills or fatigue. Things like the headaches and those type of things. And it might seem as if, you know, you might be panicking or having an anxiety attack. It might even seem like you may have COVID or a cold because these symptoms are not just universal. They're not. I'm sorry. They're not just, you know, isolated to a virus. But as I said before and earlier in the podcast, stress, panic, anxiety, hysteria, those things in the mind can Produce those symptoms and so can a spiritual awakening because the spiritual awakening is a purge of all things previous because when you're raising up you can't take that stuff with you so the other big piece here is the ego so the ego is designed you know there's so many people that talk about ego and what they feel it is or what they believe it is or whatever the case may be but in the long and short of it, the ego is designed as a mediator between your environment, the body that you used as a sense sensory tool, and the the mind and spirit. So your ego is the intermediary. It, it is a function. Its function is to help you create a sense of purview outside and apart from the environment around you. So it's almost like a tool as a survey tool, a, a survival mechanism so that you can witness and experience the world and or worlds around you and have a purview different from everyone else's and individual you know and to yourself really so that sense of self that you have is the ego and it, it it's something that's created when you're born and when you're going through this spiritual awakening your ego is going to panic Because your ego is, as I said, is the survival mechanism. It is the thing that recognizes like, oh, snap, like, you know, I want to stay here. I enjoy it here. I like my amenities. I like my cars. I like my job. I like, you know, the man or woman that I'm sleeping with or hanging out with my friends, my family. This is all ego. I like my clothes and, you know, how people see me or don't see me all of those type of things that's all ego but when you're going through a spiritual awakening that's all shaken up because those things become um they don't become as important and the ego panics in that state because that's what the ego is built on you see what i'm saying so when your sense of fullness is coming but it's not coming from externally The ego is like, well, wait a minute now. What's the, you know, like, why, what's the point for me then? You know, I want to survive. I want to hang on to the things that I've been used to. And that kind of just outlines change in and of itself, how the ego, uh, you know, responds to change. You know. So basically what's happening is you're going through a kind of panic. The ego panics. And because the soul is stripping the ego of unnecessary things, the attachments that is built up is shaking up the attachments, is shaking up what the ego felt as though it knew about the environment, what it knew about itself, what it knew about others, what it knew about anything, you know what I'm saying? So beyond that, so you have the ego is (laughs) tripping, for the most part or panicking you have your body and your cells are trying to purge but then you get into what um the biggest thing here is your nervous system because your nervous system is what you know governs your fight or flight right and we know when one has panic or anxiety uh we know that what the nervous system is designed to do. We know that, you know, we spoke about this a little earlier in the in the episode where you have your fight or flight, you know, you start breathing sh- more shallow so you can get more oxygen into the cells, into the muscles, your muscles tense up, they get stronger, <laughs> a lot stronger, about two times stronger. You get faster. Uh, your vision becomes a little bit more tunneled etc etc right but what we you know the interesting thing here about the nervous system is that uh, the nervous system itself is responsible for the translation or the interpretation of the quantum world around us you see and well, let me back up a second, because before we get into the, you know, speak briefly about the nervous system, um, one of the other things that real big tenets that's happening right now when you're going through your spiritual awakening is you you're opening up. Right. You're becoming a lot more sensitive to. The energies around you that you may not have really been privy to before you know imagine uh you're going through your life and everything's smooth and you it's almost like you know what's a good way to put this it's almost like going into your house you know how your house smells right you go in the house you know everything nothing no odors are giving off any type of you know signals or anything going home everything's normal because one of the things when you walk in your home one of the things that you notice first is if any smells out of place anything that wasn't there when you left you can smell it immediately when you come back it's kind of like that when you when you're becoming you know energy sensitive because of your spiritual awakening it's almost you're coming home you open the door you know you're putting your things down you're walking around and you smell something that is like whoa what's going (laughs) like what is that and you go seek it out and you find it It might be the trash or something went bad in the refrigerator so on and so forth but that's kind of how the your sensitivity is everything's fine because at the level that you're vibrating at you know everything is fine but now that your cells are you know purging themselves so they have to vibrate your body is vibrating your body is restless you can't sit still and things like that and now on top of that you have this sensitivity to energy now you know you're picking up other people's energies and intentions that you're like wow I didn't really realize that like you change and you're you know looking at like oh man you changed like something's different about you and you're like what what's different about me no, it's not them, it's you because now you're more susceptible to their energy and intentions from their own, from other people's auras. You see what I'm saying? Or your own aura, you're more susceptible to that as well. So then, when you have this, you know, all these things, your ego is starting to you know trip out and panic a little bit you know your body is vibrating a little bit you know at higher at a higher level higher speeds because it's trying to get rid of things that it doesn't need any old memories and you know all those type and energy bad energy Uh, and then you become more sensitive to other energy systems and other energies around you now we get into the nervous system where the nervous system is translating the information coming from the quantum world or the spirit world, because it is response. It's like the intermediary between that world and the physical world. So the nervous system is responsible for translating what is happening in the spirit world or, you know, or energies into the physical world. So it has to go there, you know, so these, you know, It's not just these things just pop up. There are requirements in this world that we live in and in these realms that we live in. There are requirements, there are gateways that these things have to go through. Your body and your nervous system, your mind, your ego, your sense, your sensories are all gateways of spiritual interpretation into the physical. Right. So your nervous system being on high alert, being super excited, you know. You're now more susceptible to energy that you weren't before. Your body is vibrating, it's very restless. It can't sit still because you're you're vibrating at a higher level from a cellular level on up. And. Your ego is in anxiety mode because your ego feels as though it's it's ego death almost. You're almost going through a small midlife crisis, like a death and rebirth, like a, you know, you, your ego is going into the tomb to be resurrected. And that's kind of what's happening here. So one of the things, so all of those things, right? So then you get to a point where you're going through all these things. You're asking questions. Your life is things are falling apart in your life. That shouldn't be this intuition thing that's telling you like, yo, something's going on, man. Something's going on in the world. Something's going on in me. Something's going on in other people. You got your ego, your body, that you're coming more sensitive, your nervous system. And then you get to a point where you become, you know, socially panicked where you thought that hey you know I used to love going out to parties I used to love being around people that was that's your thing and now you really are like laid back you're like I don't want to be around nobody I don't want to be around these people I don't want to interact with the people that I used to interact with you see what I'm saying so That is another piece and, you know, part of your spiritual anxiety because that's something that the ego really attaches to. You see, so now you go amongst these people that you always, you know, a big party or whatever, if you're a party person or just a gathering person, and now you're amongst these people and you start feeling all these different energies that you didn't feel before and it's overwhelming and you will panic and you will and or have at least some anxiety about it so you stay away, and, you know, everyone's path in this is different, so you, some people go into a shell for a while, who knows what that is, I mean, shit, for me, it was months, like, I just didn't want to do anything, I just didn't want to go out nowhere, and it wasn't depression because I wasn't sad, but didn't not like doing the things that I like to do. I still was listening to music. I still was at that time. I remember, I was 17. So I was still playing my video games. You know, people called me. I would still answer the phone. I might go hang out with one or two people, but I wasn't interested in going to large places. Uh, And then it it, it stopped, you know, then I went through a whole different phase of, you know, a lot of information and knowledge started to come my way and I'm trying to read everything and look at everything and then you go through a phase of like anger because you start realizing you've been lied to about a lot of things but you know I digress there so you you're this social you know anxiety starts to starts to kick in and I want to speak on that because I want I think and what I've been noticing is they placated and when I say they I mean the media, the pharmaceutical companies, the governments, they placated on that because I think that they knew that this time right now was a time of high spiritual awakening across the planet, especially in the Western nations. And they had to get in front of that and say, hey, this is covid. Now, if you see any of these symptoms, any restlessness, any chills, any, you know, hard to sleep, any headaches, you know, any type of things like that, wherever the symptoms are, you know, hard, you know, harder breathing and things like that, that though, that's COVID, you got COVID, come get this, you know, shot or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we'll take care of you. What if that wasn't the case? What if they caused that social panic to divert us away from the spiritual awakening that a lot of folks are having you see what I'm saying and could it be that that shot that doesn't have any data that we don't know it doesn't stop transmission and which is the biggest thing you can still if you are vaccinated unfortunately you still are a candidate to get the new strand or the old strand and still pass it on to other people so the very thing that they said was gonna be the, you know, the cure doesn't do anything. It doesn't do doesn't do its job, unfortunately. So what else was the agenda here? Because if we, you know, we look at what we just looked at with the spiritual awakening piece and some of the highlights and the tenets of a spiritual awakening, that's you know, and the uh symptoms of that, that seems almost like COVID because you know, we know what panic does to the body, and we know what stress does to the body, and we, and everything that stress and panic does to the body is all the symptoms of COVID. So, you know, I just wanted to posit that. But for those of you who feel as though you are going through a spiritual awakening, you will know when you hear this. You, it, it, you will feel it in your intuition because just that, that intuition that I was talking about, that inner knowing will speak up or you'll start to get chills or goosebumps because that's letting you know like, hey, this is what it is. So and uh, yeah, so that can induce a level of panic and anxiety. So there's multiple facets to what's going on. And you really and that's why I said earlier, you really need to use your critical thinking here and really hone in. Because you could very well be uh, having a spiritual awakening and not have COVID. You can very well have a spiritual awakening and it not just be regular anxiety that you be, you know, and now you're taking anxiety medicine or just panic or panic attacks. And now you're having inhale, inhaler or, or, or all those type of things, whatever else goes with panicking. There's nothing wrong with Going to, you know, just to make sure if you feel comfortable going to a doctor to figure out if those panic attacks are actually just panic attacks. Go speak to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you got to do what you feel is comfortable. But just keep in mind, it may be none of those things. It may be something more deeper and more important. And that is a spiritual awakening. So be very careful with the panic be aware that there is a social panic going on right now and be aware that it could be a time where this is your time to awaken. I'm oh, sorry, real quick. Uh I will I, as I was, you know, digging around for the making this episode, right? Um I did come across a couple of articles and videos on YouTube about spiritual awakening and so I think I'm a link to one of them I think this she does pretty good job of you know she pretty much talks about exactly some of the stuff that I talked about and I think she does a pretty good job um kind of explaining it as well so if you want an, another resource for that I'll link that in the show notes as well so but yeah all right and that'll be the end of this podcast episode. Be safe out here. Remember, truth fears no trial. And we'll see you on the next episode. By the way, keep a lookout on the uh, podcast page for the time when the live will happen. If you want to join the conversation, please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast and also the IG page so you can get that information peace